popcorn rice after discussion. Want to know some more fun facts? Isn't it awesome to see some of your favorite content creators and favorite people, honestly, if you follow here on this app, be a part of this amazing community called The Nerd Initiative. Welcome to Fandoms, a show from every fan's point of view. Brought to you by the Nerd Initiative Network. Here's your hosts, Tony and Michael. Well, here's Tony, but not Michael. Michael is actually in San Diego right now, um, enjoying uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Um, and so I'm here. We actually toyed about not doing this episode. Um, but with the events of this last week, um, I have been joined with a couple of great creators um, to talk about the uh, SAG and WGA strike. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and introduce them now um, in no particular order. Um, first up, we have our very own Samosas and Popcorn or Pooja Chan. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, how's it going? Also, we have um, Mr. Snidbits from The Real Study, of which I have been very familiar with for, for a good long while. One of my first real internet friends, I'd have to say. I agree. We've known each other a few years now. That's kind of wild. <clears throat> yep. And then last but not least, um, the host with the most from the NetHeads, Will Wilkins. That Will Wilkins, how are you doing? I am I am doing I am enjoying the comfort of my own home rather than sweating to death in San Diego right now. So or That's standing right. in every random line. So mm -hmm. I'm 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 happy. You were there last year. In fact, um if you are at in San Diego right now um and you are thinking about doing any of the long queuing type things there. Um, Will does have a piece of advice um, uh, regarding Discord. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. It's an amazing coordination tool. As a matter of fact, last year, at least I hope this is what you're alluding to, last year when I was in Hall H, we I actually got added to a group that was the Saturday Hall H line because, you know, that starts late Thursday night, early Friday, traditionally, I'll say, because, of course, we have a very... Uh, sort of amended San Diego Comic-Con this year for reasons we'll discuss later. And it, that group fully coordinated through Discord. If it weren't for Discord, I would not have been in the Marvel panel last year. No. Yeah. And, and, and also just be a... The other advice I'd give you is just be a good person because you never know who you will be next to in line. Uh, because of... Uh, I, I do work for... Uh, writer director multi-hyphenate kevin smith and a member of his fan club uh actually reached out to me and said hey i'm gonna i'm gonna go try the line tonight because this guy's like a professional cure for sneakers and everything else so he he said i'm gonna go try and do this you know do you want to be a part of my group because you can have up to five people in that line and i'm like oh yeah my daughter and i definitely will and we'll we'll relieve you so you can go sometime to do things and he ended up making friends with the group next to him that were very excited to find out that our group had two available slots and that's how I got added to that hall age group. So if you're a nice person and you speak to people kindly, good things happen. Yeah. I think that's also going to kind of be the, the, I think the moral of what this episode is going to be about is just being a decent, good person. Um, which I think some people are struggling with, but we're not going to go ahead and talk about internet drama yet. Um, but before we do get started, I have to do this or else <laughs> I do not get paid. Um, because I don't get paid. Um, but we've got the Nerd Initiative merch store. Please go check that out. We would love for you to go see what's there. I am working on adding some new things. But most importantly, most Ooh, importantly, merch. 
I want to talk about something that happened today, and that is the Shoebaker Spider-Man Venom shoes that have dropped. They are in pre-order now. There are 50 available for pre-order from what I understand. So if you haven't gotten them, and then the last I checked, and it was a couple hours ago, there's already been 12 sold of the 50. So they are going. Um, they are only going to be available. Oh, look at look at that. That's cool. Well, well. Um, they are only going to be available until I believe the 28th. Um, and these are only the start of the line of things that are coming out. Um, if you were at the live this morning when, when um, they were talking about it, um, or, or even last week when they were mentioned, um, there will be Doc Ock, there will be Green Goblin, there will be other characters, uh, even Miles. Um, I think they even talked about putting fur and having a Craven one. And then even talking about down the road doing like a, a Wolverine Deadpool. So there's lots of different versions of the shoe. And the cool part about it is right now they're dropping the right Venom. And I think in the left Spider-Man down the road, they may do a left Spider-Man and a right Venom, but those will only be, that those will only be their own version. And then you can mix and match them as you like. And I, something I also discovered today is as you wear them, the once they wear more, they actually have things that are that become visible as they're more. So, and, and I know if you're looking at these and you're going, "Oh my gosh, the cost!" Uh, one of the things to bear in mind is if you use uh, like Shop Pay, uh, you can do a very small incremental payments per month and make it more affordable. Which, uh, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and and uh, do we know? Do they run true to size? Because I'm a 12. Yeah, so these are these are manufactured <laughs> in the states. This is not like if you go to if you like order them like custom shoes from China, um, that they're going to be a little bit different. Which honestly, I'll be the ones that I've gotten from China, like the US 12s. As long as it says US 12s, they've been true to the shoe size. Um, but shoemakers are very much on 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 par with all of those. So yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll finish my transaction after the show. Thank you. <laughs> oh, we'll wait for you. We can do that. Um, so there will not be any segments, and there's a reason why, and that is because we are dealing with a writers and actors strike. Um, the WGA and SAG-AFTRA have um, decided to strike against the AMPTP, um, and that is basically the alliance of motion pictures and so many actors. Motion picture, <laughs> television, television production, production. I think yeah. yes. Right. Um, and so um, they are that that is that is what is happening in our sphere, and is why we're talking about this. So um, I want to go ahead and open this up. We're going to have a, a, a very, I, I hope it's a good discussion. Um, and so the I'm going to ask a few questions, and then we're going to go ahead and look at basically what what pertains to a lot of us when it comes to. How does the SAG-AFTRA and WGA strike affect influencers? Um, but first of all, let, let's talk about, we have two people on here who their entire mainstay is movie-related content, not just like Marvel movie or anything, but movie-related content. And that's with Mr. Snibbits and, and Samosas and Popcorn. Um, if you don't understand, Samosas and Popcorn, that's like the whole shtick. Um, so, so Pooja, could you tell us like, what were your initial thoughts when you heard about the strike and what what brought you to the point of where you had to come to terms with where you were going to stand, you know, in in this in this moment? Um, so, I mean, I, I kind of always figured that this strike was going to happen. So I was 
more or less bracing myself for it just to see what was going to happen. I didn't know how it was going to impact content creators just because this is a very new situation. I mean, if you think about it, the last time that uh, SAG and WGA went on strike together simultaneously was 60 years ago and the internet did not exist. Content creators were not a thing. Um, but ultimately, I have always been a huge supporter of the arts. I've always loved art in general. And that was ultimately going to be the deciding factor for me in terms of standing with them, staying in solidarity and doing whatever it is to follow their rules and just make sure that they are successful in their strike. Um, and that goes for both guilds. I just, I want to do right by these people, especially because they've done so much to the point where we have so much content to create or we have so much media to create content for. Um, and I mean, we couldn't have any of that without these writers, without these actors and so many other people behind the scenes of these films and TV shows that we watch. So it was a no brainer for me at least that I was just gonna completely cut off making any content regarding film and TV. Yeah. Now, now snippets, you do a, a, um, a podcast, a, a show, the real study. I mean, we've, we've done it for a while and then, you know, you've gone on with new, new, new hosts. Um, thankfully I would say you guys ended your season at the, at, at, at the right time. Um, but like even last week we we're like everything that was going down with us trying to, as nerd initiative, trying to figure out what was going on, you know, it kind of overlapped in the fact that like Sunday we were going to do a talk between the two of us about the guardians of the galaxy movies. And it was like, it was like an obvious no brainer at that point. Like we're not going to go there. Like, where do you, where do, where do you see all of this kind of affecting you and playing into, you know, what you do? So you are right. Ultimately we had our just season two uh, finale, basically uh, Sunday night, the four days before the, the strike started or the SAG strike started. And it was weird because, you know, there were talks about it, but we didn't know. And it was just a natural progression what I basically had to tell the rest of the team was if we come back in September and the strike is still happening, which I'm really hopeful that that's not the case. Um, we, we really want this to end as quickly as possible so people can get back to work. Um, that we would either just deal with, you know, covering independent films, hence my A24 hat. Uh, I've had people that make short films and, and other films on YouTube and whatnot have reached out to me and asked me to review their films. I am going to see about doing that. And then, of course, that'll bleed over into my TikToks. Um, with my TikToks, it will be completely that or just me being, you know, a filter person like every other person on TikTok right now, uh, because that's that's really what I'm going to do. I'm 100 percent in support of unions across the board. Like uh, like Pooja said, I'm also very in support of the arts. Um, I'm so much in support of the arts that when the pirating revolution happened, you know, in the mid 2000s uh, and beyond, I kind of stood and said, I can't do this because this isn't this is not helping this is the people that are fighting right now are the same people that you're ripping off when you don't pay for the movie it's the actors that are in the background the ones that can get residual checks from you purchasing the film on dvd or blu-ray or digital so i i it kind of across the board it was it felt like a no-brainer to me Im immediately to say no I'm, I'm on board with you guys yeah absolutely well, what have what have your thoughts been since this whole thing has started? Like, where where's your mindset? Um, well, first of all, I'm I'm rudely trying to Instagram about my appearance here on the show. No, right it's now, okay because so. I was, but I, was I am paying attention thing, as so. well. And and I just want to say snidbits. I'm 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 completely with you. Uh, 
I, I don't want to say I have a different perspective than anyone else uh, in the room, but uh, it has been interesting because I am not directly impacted, but I know somebody literally who is. Uh, Jay Muse as an actor uh, is, you know, a part of SAG. So, you know, unless he's working on a wavered project and received a wa waiver, he's, you know, just... You know, check out twitch.tv slash jmuse and give the guy some support. Uh, also, uh, you know, Kevin Smith was was due to go into production on his own uh, production of the 430 movie, uh, his new film that he's written. Uh, and he's utilizing his theater that he bought in Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey. But, you know, I don't, I have not inquired. I am not aware of what the state of that production is, but it will not proceed without a waiver. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, as you mentioned, I was in San Diego Comic-Con last year uh, in support partially of Kevin Smith. And now he, the only thing I think that he has spoken about at Comic-Con, instead it's all him at his installation at uh, the Tin Roof, the movie's pop-up. You know, the only things he's done have been a panel for an independent film that was done as a documentary about one of his movies. Uh, mm -hmm. chasing chasing amy and the other so far has been the uh masters of the universe animated show on netflix and the only reason why that panel happened is because there's no actors on it and because animation is not a part of sag or after so uh but they also made sure they were moving on about it uh, or they were doing it appropriately that all that mm -hmm. said it when it comes down to my life like as you mentioned and as we're all kind of trying to figure out what do we do now, you know, uh, because we do want to support the actors. We want to support the writers. Like uh, even as we sit here, you know, one of the things I was originally going to be doing was I was going to be Barbenheimering this weekend mm -hmm. and now I'm not. And I'm, I'm sorry to even, I'm glad I, and the reason why I use the funny name is so I'm not directly saying I'm a promoting, him. you know, I was going to be doing that. But like at this point, I don't feel it's even appropriate to do that. I'm not going to support the industry that is profiting off of the people who are literally the backbone of the creative process and the implementation of the creative process, but are also working within a model of a system that doesn't truly exist anymore. Unless mm -hmm. you are a traditional television writer or actor right now, you know, the majority of the work that's available is in arenas of streaming, which is a, the, one of the major points of contention. And, right. you know, one of the big things that unless it's helping me to quickly render out at something in Photoshop, AI is a dangerous thing. And and Mark Bernardin, who's Kevin's co-host on Fat Man Beyond, uh, did an excellent breakdown of this. And it's just like there will be a time where AI will have analyzed enough data where you'll be able to sit down at it and you will be able to map out a request for a show that you want in the tone of, um, oh gosh, who is the right, a West, like, like, let's say I would like a script for a Wes Anderson style movie set in this environment with these characters and these attributes and AI will be able to render a near realistic uh, script that could be, could go to production. Uh, you also get into the whole aspect of of our likeness and their likenesses being used and instead being digitally captured and repurposed. What, you know, people deserve compensation if their likeness is being used. So 
it's an incredibly complex thing. I really, I do fully, and I, I'm not saying this kind of in the, and I'm not saying anyone here is being disingenuous, but you know, there is just a lot of, oh, you know, I'm, I, I support SAG and I support uh, the WGAs and I, you know, stand for this, but like, I really do want these people to be able to make a decent wage and not have to compete with computers. So, and, and, you know, if, sorry, I'm going on about this, but I'm just, I'm, I'm really passionate about it. And, you know, when we see the kind of things that happened in, in the Marvel movies with the de-aging of people, when you see what has just recently happened in Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, you know, there is a point where you may not need actors anymore and it could mm -hmm. be done with computers. So we have to do everything we can to protect everyone we can and ensure in new operating models, they're able to make a living wage. Because, you know, as it stands right now, you work for a streamer, like the people that created or have or created Stranger Things, you know, it, they're not going to, they're not getting paid for every time that airs. The actors are not. I mean, imagine if you were uh, one of the kids from Stranger Things who, when it's not in production, you're bagging groceries at the local grocery store or working as a barista or working at the hardware store, bringing out things for curbside delivery because you gotta, you gotta yeah. live, you gotta survive. You yeah. Know? So it's, 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 it's really crazy. And, and the other thing too, my last point uh, that is, is also crazy about this is just the way it does impact all of us to where like, you know, look, I I'm never going to be a member of SAG unless for some weird reason I join as a influencer with SAG. Not that I ever consider myself nor qualify as an influencer, but uh, when it comes to to all of this, it's just like you you don't want to accidentally do something that would consider or I wouldn't it would exclude you from the possibility of being a member of SAG later. Uh, and it's it's a weird and interesting time from our perspectives of people that consider themselves content creators and have a lot of time on Instagram reels and TikTok, et cetera, et cetera. And, and seeing how we all now have to make decisions that, that either could come back to haunt us or, you know, we don't want to unintentionally do something stupid and not get to go to a movie premiere later, even, you know, coming down to that when everything gets, started. that's the big so thing. It's, it's a, it's a wild time. That's the big man. thing though. I think if we, we, we come down to it, we have to understand, okay. So the last time that these two, these two unions strike, there was no influencer. There was no internet. There was no social media. And we are a threat to what the unions are trying to do. And if we do not understand mm -hmm. that, the mm -hmm. unions will make precautions to protect themselves against us. Mm -hmm. there, there, it, it, is, it is very likely that if we do not behave properly, if we do things because we're selfish and we're not going to be told what to do, there will be a moment where we will be told what we can't do because the unions will negotiate for us not to have any part in the movie industry. We have, we have seen, and we have seen people aspire to become, you know, red carpet, you know, commentarians or whatever you want to call them. You, you've got this, this, this kind of like this social status for going to these events. You've got the promo boxes, you've got the, the brand deals. It could all end if the union feels like we're trying to take what's theirs and mm -hmm. that make it may make it sound like the union then becomes a problem. No, it doesn't. 
they have to survive. I went to when we were when I was in LA, we had a driver who was an actor who had been trying to get into acting, but had to do had to do the chauffeuring because you don't just go to Hollywood and become an actor. You go to Hollywood and you become a waiter or a busboy or an Uber, you know, an Uber driver, or you know, working in a retail store, and you pray and you hope that you get noticed at some point. And then on top of this, even part, I, we, we, you know, we've mentioned AI, we've mentioned, you know, like, like fair wages, but even, even this idea about self audition tapes or self tapes, oh, that's a problem. You have an, you have a, you have a, you have a company who would normally rent out a production space and they would have people come in and audition under even and fair conditions. They come behind the camera. They have the same backdrop. They're doing all the things they have that they have the, 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 the material prepared and they go and um, they immediately, you know, present themselves. But then, you know, the pandemic happened and everything else. And they had this thing, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to do that. We're not going to have a, a space. Just send in your tapes. And that may at, 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 at some point sound very, very good, very accommodating. But it's not. Because if you have more money, if you can spend more to rent out a space... There's now an entire like racket in Hollywood of production spaces to do self tapes. And, you know, if you're, if you're barely making ends meet for your rent with your five roommates and you can't hope to get to this, where you have somebody that's got family money that can pay for these tapes in this really good studio and get makeup done and everything beforehand. And it's passing the the cost that the studio would normally put in, in filling their own roles and they're throwing the money, they're, they're throwing the cost onto the actors, which is really underhanded when you think about the fact that they're struggling for very poor paying roles. We're talking well, about $150 to $250 a day if they yeah. get called. But they, and here's the thing also, they have to be on standby, which means they have to call out of work. They can't be at their job. And then all of a sudden run over there. They have to be ready for that whole day. And if they don't get used, they don't get paid. So, well, and, and, and Tony, the, the self tape thing is an excellent point. And I apologize if I miss this being caught in my own head. But when we mentioned that's actually now a production cost that is getting deferred to the writers because the traditional process used to be you went to a casting mm -hmm. office and you would see it, there would be a casting director. A production would hire a casting service. So they would, every actor would come into the exact same situation in the exact same environment and be able to just focus on their performance. And their performance can equally be considered against everyone else's because the environment is the same. But now between uh, a person being able to use their iPhone or a person be able to use a, a product, a professional production camera and lighting with a nice background, you know, whose performance is instantly going to be a little bit better. And because of self tapes, they've gone ahead and been able to just push that all of that cost out of, they've been able to take it out of their purse strings and pull it from the actors. This isn't so easy. Both the actors, We're here so. doing the same kind of thing. We're doing yeah. lighting microphones. This isn't easy to set up just like that. Not cheap, not easy. Takes time, takes knowledge, no. takes Patience, I, like, it takes time. I have had to, I've had to pay off many credit card bills numerous times just to bring you this horrible picture of myself. <laughs> oh, know? man. When I first even started in the game, I didn't even have a computer. Everything was on my iPad. And so I ended up I ended up having to sell a whole bunch. Like, I, I collect, you know, I collect hot toys. I have, like, these, these six-scale figures that are expensive and beautiful. 
and I, I, I look back and as much as I love doing this now, I regret selling some of the things that I had to sell in order to get the setup that I needed to do this. Um, and, and it, it doesn't come cheap and it comes over time and you, his setup you, you is struggle nice. for just, it. just putting that out there. What's I like that? his setup. <laughs> I like your setup. It's nice. Oh, I thank like your you. Setup. Thank you. Yeah. That, that, that has to do with a family that just lets me run rampant in the basement. So yeah. I get this space or, right or, here. Or this they've is... shunted him away there. We're not sure. <laughs> uh, but no, you, 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 you both bring up great points because there's so much of the industry that is put off on the actor. Um, it, it's not just that it's also the cost of gas these days just to get to these auditions and they have to schedule mm -hmm. them between those waitress jobs that you were talking wait you know waiter jobs that you were talking about there's no just easy way to get a, an audition and sometimes they'll do 20 auditions and get one callback or they'll do 100 auditions and get two callbacks if they're lucky mm -hmm. and so you're talking about them spending hundreds of dollars and sure people are going to be like well it's their dream they don't have to act and it's like well don't you want to try to do what you want to do and shouldn't we be trying to encourage each other to reach for our goals rather than be like well i didn't get to or you know this isn't helping me so why should i help you unions are about everybody benefiting not just even wga or sag the union concept is going to spill over look at what's happening with ups look at what what's happening but well broadway i think they came to an agreement mm -hmm. um yeah but, but the, the, the threat uh, with iatsi was there for a while Right. And then we also have the animators uh, at WB that are trying to get together and say, heck no, you know, we want to unionize as well. This could easily, if we help them, if we gather for them, bleed over into other industries, because I think workers writ large are kind of fed up with not being paid well. Yeah. And I think it's kind of crazy, too, because we're talking about the fact that, like, these people are having to constantly run to auditions and, you know, they're spending so much of their time and effort and money just to get to these auditions that pay very little. It's crazy to think that between actors and writers, they're basically given a certain amount to have to stretch out for a long period of time. Um, I've heard stories where, I think it was on TikTok, there was this woman who's a writer and she was paid, I think a hundred grand lump sum. And that was expected to be stretched out over the course of several years. And it's just crazy to think because if you split that up into like three years, that's not a lot of money. That's like 33 per year. And Especially if they don't well, pay you on time. Exactly. They don't and taxes. taxes. New. You're also taxes on that are agents, much larger. You're paying for legal fees. You're paying for so many things. And then you're left with almost nothing. And so just mm -hmm. imagining having yeah. to spread that out over the course of just a couple of years and learning well, how do I how do I pay for rent? How am I going to feed myself? What if I have a family? What if I have kids? Things like that. There's so many different things that they're having to worry about. And it's really unfortunate to see people who don't understand that not every single writer and actor is a millionaire. Most of them are just like you and I, who are just trying to make ends meet, who are living paycheck to paycheck, who are struggling to literally survive. And, you know, all you can really do is try to explain, you know, if you're upset these people are on strike, don't be. You should be empowered enough to take, you know, the same steps yourselves and try to unionize or try to fight for better wages. Because realistically, this is, this is just one industry. And what's happening now is definitely spreading like wildfire. Everybody is starting to feel the same way, especially since the pandemic and the way that things happened during those couple years it's there's an impact there and i feel like a lot of people 
are afraid to take the same steps, but it's what's needed. It's revolutionary, if anything. Well, if I can, if I can just tag in with a little bit of perspective, right? In the current strike situation right now, I'm sure every one of us would think, well, Brad Pitt, right? Brad Pitt sits on top of a just a pile of cash at home, right? Has a swimming pool filled with coins and dives in Scrooge McDuck right. style, I'm sure. So he can ride out the strike and he'll be buying everybody lunches on the picket lines and everything else. Mm -hmm. I think it was before Thelma and Louise. The job he walked out of to do Thelma and Louise, El Pollo Loco. So think of that, Brad Pitt, when you think about any of these actors out there right now picketing in order to protect themselves for the future, I, both financially and their own very I would love to tag. I saw a little clip of Brad Pitt today Go where ahead. he was talking about his first like extra role. So this is even pre all of that. And he was so anxious to become an actor that when they gave him the role as a waiter to come up and pour the wine, he came up and poured the wine and decided, I'm going to try to get a line in there and did and said, do you want anything else? And the director said, cut, pull that crap again. And you were off the set. So it, it, they're, they're all trying anything they can. And Brad succeeded. Don't cut, don't punish the rest of the people because one or two major actors make it like think about the number of people in the marvel movies that are in the background that you don't even think about that are not paid what robert downey jr got paid or any of them for that matter that's that's the and point a lot of people think that if you get to a certain level of, of a movie of some sort that oh you're set it, it's not the, it's not the case um Sean Whelan is on, I think that's his name, I believe. He was one of the people that starred in the movie Twister, yeah. one of the largest box office movies of the last century. And you know what? Dude's on TikTok doing regular videos like us, showing us his home, his self-tape setup at home, what he does. I mean, oh, sorry. No, no. I'm but going it, it, off it, now. When people think of like, oh, you know, these actors, they're all rich and they make... That is like 1% of the actors, maybe more, but it's really a small sliver because you know them by name. But there are so if you just if you're watching a movie tonight and you watch the credits, how far down the line do you recognize the name of those people and then consider all of those people under that point? They only made maybe enough to pay the rent for that month. Like mm -hmm. they're not, th this is yeah, a job and they don't even, and see, it's not even like they're part of a, a company where like, let's say you like, you think back of like the early, you know, contracts with like the different studios where this person was hired on and they would make, you know, 50 different movies and they were given a salary to do it. That doesn't exist anymore. You are, you are basically freelancers that mm -hmm. go from one project to the next. And if you don't have the next project set up, then you have to give it. Um, what was it? Um, Matt Damon was talking about how he was he was working on the Bourne movies and immediately he was given an offer by James Cameron to be an avatar and he passed it up and he found out that if he 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 basically realized that if he if he would have said yes, then it would have equated to about I think it was like 200 to 400 million dollars because because James Cameron offered him like a price a price share and 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 to realize like you have to make decisions that could cost you a big deal down the road. And there is no like time span. It's, it's, it's a competition between one studio to the next that you can't always live up to. 
and and it's sad it's really sad and, and god forbid you get you get blacklisted right and and the thing to also think about that it, we the people that we're supporting when we say we're supporting this it's really important to consider the fact of all the people that do get impacted by this and the reason why solidarity is so important uh, for the five years that i lived in los angeles my next door neighbor built uh he built uh what are the what are the things like he built stages he he was a, a fabricator not for props but for sets and the like i don't know why i can remember the word sets and uh, this was around the same time as the the last strike and he he had no work there was nothing to be done but he wasn't doing scab work because he was supporting the industry uh, or the people that help drive the industry so you know everybody gets affected when this type of thing happens and that's the reason why everyone's support is so critical yeah. can we can we talk about the the negative things the already kind of heinous things that these studios are trying to pull uh you guys heard oh my the, gosh well i yeah. was hoping we were going so there the, yes the of trees course. outside of universal were just desiccated just destroyed right in order to i they're they're saying we had them cut down yes we'll admit that we paid for it but they're not saying you know that they did it for this reason obviously because it's kind of against the law and i think there's pushback but basically, right when the strike started during 90 plus, almost 100 degree weather in LA, they basically cut all the trees down so nobody had shade. They've put up construction fences everywhere in order to stop people from getting in or having sidewalks to walk on. Oh, yeah. And it's that's just absolutely disgusting. Yeah, right there. It, yeah, so here's, here's the, the before. Right. And then here's the after. And these trees are not to be trimmed in the mid to late summer because it actually can kill them. So these trees will likely die. And what people yeah. don't realize is that these trees were actually owned or are owned by the city of Los Angeles, not Universal. Exactly. So Universal now did not a have a problem. license. They right. did not have a license to That's do this. One, two, three, four. I see at least five or six thousand dollars in fines in this photo right. alone. Aren't these trees? <laughs> but they don't care. They would rather pay that fine. And, and oh, sorry. They would rather pay that fine than the people they need to in order to to get quality entertainment. Pooja, what were you going to say? Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, aren't these trees like 100 years old? Because that's what I read. I don't know if that's true. Well, but if you guys I, like the idea, there is tree, there's tree law talk. You can go yeah. to TikTok, look up tree law, and they will go <laughs> into it for you. Dude, let's not, let's not delve into different parts of TikTok <laughs> right now, because like I have just spent the last 24 hours completely baffled by but also laughing at the entire quote-unquote ai or npc live trend because all these people have heard about one person that was going nuts making money with gifts doing something and now it's just like you stumble across it or read an article about it and that's all your timeline is now and oh my yummy, gosh i just like really now, you, you know you know what, you know what happened Let's... right there was a vtuber who their who their who their yeah. uh their their filter wasn't working and they didn't know it and and everyone's just like they're they, at first it was making fun of it and then everybody started doing it listen if i got to seventy thousand dollars, i might do it this is but, gonna be a fast burn this trend will end rapidly it already it's, it's already it, burns it, out it, on my end you know, but anyway is, you, you don't watch uh, it you don't watch it because it's entertaining you watch it because it's weird and then and then at mm -hmm. some point like you like i'll be honest with you i'm i'm friends with gamers heaven or haven he heaven haven um they're the ones that have like the, the 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 stores that you can go to and you know they they go to a lot of the conventions they do a lot of anime stuff and uh, he was on and i guess his staff made him wear a wig and everything and i i had to 
I had to give some stuff to make him do things. Oh, yeah, no, it was, I didn't it see was, that. Yeah, it was just, it was so that. worth it. It was so worth it. Um, it's, and so anyway, back to the studio, studios and their heinousness. Obviously, the trees are one under, underhand thing. And now we're starting to see the other things, too, which are them trying to continue their business without actually, uh, you know, paying the people that could be making new content. Uh, one of the things that I think a lot of people in the room can you know, can say, oh, there they go, is, is the news that ABC is going to be airing Miss Marvel, uh, what, during the summer, I think? Or, or yeah, I think it's in August. Run those six yeah. episodes. Yeah. And, and I also just, scrolling through TikTok once again, saw that CBS is now importing the show that they copied uh, so they are going to be putting in the slot of their U.S. version of Ghosts. They're bringing in the U.K. version of Ghosts. Can Can I ask you guys a question about what you might have seen as a change in advertisement since the 13th? Because I've noticed an uptick of commercials that were kind of already played coming back and being played over and over again in order to just capitalize yep. on what they already own, which isn't dumb. I mean, that's mm -hmm. actually smart on their part, but it's also mm, shifty because I'm seeing actors that are literally on the picket line and then I swipe and there's Rosario Dawson for a film. And I'm like, what is going on? It's scrolling through our good friend. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go no, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, scrolling through TikTok, I came across Disney Parks doing promotion for their Haunted Mansion movie using characters being, or some of the actors being uh, dressed up as cast members for the ride. But they did explicitly put in the description that these people recorded these like a month ago. Mm -hmm. Because it, the actors met their fulfilled their contractual right. obligation, Disney's using the content that they contracted, and at least they're being a little yeah. But let's face saying, it, you go back. Let's let's talk about Hannah Magic because that that really got me upset. What did they do for the red carpet? They got a bunch of their 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 dressed up characters to do the red carpet instead, and then of course you had some people that were. And, and this is where it happens. The studios are going to reach out to influencers or content creators and try to get them to go and represent at these places because they know that if they throw some money at people, like I'll be honest with you, if a studio came to me and tried to offer me a good chunk of money in my current situation, it would be very tempting. It would be very tempting. Mm -hmm. It is hard to yep. say no when you're struggling. Mm -hmm. But it's not right. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're getting all of it. Like, because uh, like Bob Iger, what he said about, you know, what's being asked for in these strikes. Like, I, I, I've, I've appreciated a lot of things, but also it makes me realize he's not as in touch with anything like we all thought he could have been. You know, we were just looking at him because how bad, how bad Chapik was. Um, but honestly, it's just another billionaire who doesn't understand keep talking i want to look up i want to look up a number because I, I, okay I well what i go ahead premiere because what i noticed is that they were doing all of these cast members or putting all the cast members onto the red carpet and a lot of people kept commenting like oh isn't this scavenging and i don't think that's very fair to them because of the fact that number one they are employed through disney parks and they're not unionized either, mm -hmm. and they don't really have a choice. It's you do your job, you get paid for it, what other yeah. choice do you have? And I think that's kind of, I don't think people really understand 
at, at least at that time, they didn't really understand what scabbing was or crossing the picket line, things like that. And even I at the time didn't understand it. And it takes a lot of research and a lot of, you know, digging around and listening to people who actually are a part of those guilds to understand what that terminology means. So it just puts, it, it almost puts the wrong people in a bad light. And I don't think that's very fair when influencers are right there. And I've heard things about influencers. I've heard, you know, talks happening. I'm not going to get into that, but it's, I don't know. I feel like there's kind of like this weird double standard and we're kind of accusing the wrong people of doing this or that. And it's just really upsetting to see because nobody is actually looking at the bigger picture that the studios are really the problem at their core. That's the problem mm -hmm. right there. Yeah, right now they're in the look. I'll admit it's it's very confusing, and God bless SAG after for actually putting out FAQs from the actor perspective, from other people's perspective. They've even included influence influencers in there. Whether you're aspiring or successful, you know you can look to that for guidance. And one of the things that we do have to remember is, I think anyway, is that we also need to also don't rush to judgment because we are right now still within a window where even according to the sag after faq people will be fulfilling their contractual obligations that were written and agreed to prior to the strike so they will be doing you will see people doing some things you know there could be some things that that koi may be doing or juju may be doing that they were contracted to do prior to this happening and according to sag after's rules they should fulfill their contractual obligations shouldn't take any new work so that's that's just one thing to consider. But this whole thing, I, I think one of the core reasons why there is such a conflict is because uh, the studios have made the foolish move delving just head or diving head first without looking at the depth of the water into streaming for the sake of streaming because everyone's streaming and they don't have solid revenue models set up. Heck. You know, some some people in the industry right now are removing content from from streaming in order to save money. Right. So, you know, but at the same time, it's not the actors or the writers' fault that you're practicing that you're playing in business that you don't understand and isn't defined. So that's the company's cost that needs to be absorbed. Actors and writers still need to do their job for there to be good content. Mm -hmm. So you got to put the money where it belongs. And that's what they need to do. It's In other words, it shouldn't be everyone else's cost of business because you're playing around in a business that you don't know how to make money. Yeah, I was trying to find, because uh, when they were, when they were there was an actual an article that I can't find it now, but it was basically going down the right line of how much would it actually cost AMPTP to actually fulfill the requirements from SAG-AFTRA and WGA. And it was like a, it was like a couple hundred million dollars, but when you broke it down by studio, it was like just change for them. It was not even a lot of money. Like we're, we're not talking about them asking for extremely unreasonable amounts. The biggest argument, and you have to understand the reason why most of these actors, the, the, these, these wealthy actors are going on strike and walking out of premieres and they're standing in solidarity, you know, with, with their, let's say their less compensated, you know, counterparts is because there are actors who can't even meet the two the twenty five to twenty six thousand dollar threshold to be able to even get benefits? Um, we saw this with what was it Kiki Kiki uh, Kwan? I, I, I'm butchering his name at the moment because I can't remember it. Um, Kiki Kwan. Yes, um, 
he, he like he when he did his when he did his acceptance speech he even talked about the fact that like just just the year before he was begging for his manager to help him find work so that he could just get benefits right and mm-hmm. and that's what we're coming into that that's what we're that's that's the basis and for people to say that they don't care for people to say that it doesn't involve them um i did this I, you guys know i've been i kind of went back and forth with a with an individual on tiktok um that you know thought very high and mighty of themselves but ultimately they they you know they've backtracked and they've apologized and, and i want to say this i want to say this too straw hat made a misstep when he first started and he course correct after being called out and we he has not proceeded mm-hmm. to double down or try to argument to try to argue anything and and there are people that will still hold it against him. There are people that have already forgiven him, regardless of whatever. He didn't make any content or move forward after he made the misstep. So there is something to be commended toward that. The individual that I'm talking with, and I'm not even give his name because I don't want to give him any more credit than I've already done. Um, he is only apologizing because he doesn't want to be misrepresented in mainstream media because he thinks he's that important. And for the amount of attacking that he did, that is that is so much more vile and the fact that like like you had you had you had one person straw say this doesn't involve me he was wrong he course corrected you have another person who says yeah i'm gonna do it and i don't care what people think and i'll be i'll be the king of them and i'll you know and and you know not even understanding what the term scab was or anything else though that type of behavior is honestly very common we saw it during the pandemic with anti-mask and anti-vaccine opinions. It doesn't involve me. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to do whatever I want. Um, you you still see it even now. We are living in a day and time where people are more vile. And, and, and you can disagree, but they're more vile about how they do it. Let's, and, let's touch that, actually. Because yeah. back in the day, if you were a scab, they did way worse to you than call you out on TikTok. They did way worse. Like... The way the unions are run now is civil and kind. That is not the way unions used to be. If you scabbed, you were, I'm not going to go into the details, but you can imagine what they would yeah. do to people. Uh, it was not friendly. Um, I, I think it's, it, it shows that people, but there's not been enough talk about unions since 1980, really 1982, since the, the union break uh, that, that the president did at the time. And I think because there are less than 30 union strikes over a decade, I think it's so few that we ultimately don't know much about unions anymore or how they work. That used to be the mainstay of American uh, workers had unions and there were you know, thousands of them. And now we're, you know, only these few industries have them. And when they happen, we're like, well, why don't we have it? Well, you need to, like Bujo was saying, you need to figure out how to get a union within your field like the Starbucks people are doing right now. They're trying to do it. Uh, Amazon people are trying to do it, et cetera. Yeah, I've, and, and every time people are trying to do this, you have to remember there's always a major corporation that is going to suppress and try and break their efforts. Right, 100%. Yeah. I, I do want to touch base on the uh, influencer part of what you were talking about because there was so much confusion, as Will was alluding to, that when I read, and I think Pooja and I actually talked about this, but when I read the FAQ the first time, the one that they fully released before the Vanity Fair uh, article that they put out, 
I felt like it was very, very clear that right there. Thank you, uh, uh, Mr. Marley. Uh, I thought it was very clear in the section where it talks about talking about old and new films that if you want to stand in solidarity with SAG, it would be best not to talk about films that even you love from your childhood because they're still owned, sold, and the money garnered by all of these major corporations for even movies going back to the 1930s, 40s, and 50s. Now, anything pre-30s, at this point, is considered fair use, so go for it. Anything foreign, go for it. Anything independent, please. Those movies and, and people need your support as well, so don't, don't stop critiquing or, or being uh, an influencer about film. Just shift is all you have to do. But I think yeah. it's better to default to support and do nothing rather than try to skirt the edge. Thank yeah, goodness I make content with robots. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's go ahead and touch on this a little bit because I think this is where you know we delve into a lot of the influencer area. You know whether we want to call ourselves that or not, or think that we we qualify. You know there this 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 did answer a bunch of questions that I think a lot of people were struggling with. You know first of all, you know the idea of influencer. If you're doing a brand partnership, um, if you already had the contract signed before the SAG after strike, go for it. Complete your obligations. They are not saying not to do that. Um, they are asking not to sign anything new. <laughs> Um, if you had any questions regarding regarding whether the deal kind of fell under that, you can reach out to them um, under influencer at sagafter.org, um, and they can explain those things. Um, then it's like, can you promote screenings and content product produced by struck companies? Um, you should not accept any new work regarding struck companies. And that's and if you need to know, there's a good wiki you can look up uh, just to see what the AMPTP is. Uh, that's things like a Apple TV, Amazon Prime. Um, you've got Netflix, uh, Sony, Disney pictures, you know, the, the gamut of, of major production things. We do know, you know, even with Mr. Snibbit's, uh, beanie there, uh, a 24 has been given a special waiver. And here's why it's important to understand that because they met all of the requests and demands that the, that the, that the unions were asking for, they said, we're not really a part of this. Yeah. We'll, we'll give you everything you asked for. We have no problem with that. And then they don't even know like, what it is yet. That's what's crazy. They don't even know what it is. Yeah, exactly. They're but they're but they're saying you know like the stuff, some of the stuff that they do know, some of the stuff that they don't. You know, they're willing to comply. And of course, we're talking about a twenty four. You know, they've they have been, I think, setting kind of a standard in 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 the industry. I think being set apart, and and if anything, you know, you know, bravo to them for doing that. Um, then it's like, uh, what if I'm under a contract with them, you know, fulfill your contracts. They have, they have no problem with that. And then I think the biggest thing that makes, that makes everybody kind of struggle is, am I allowed to promote struck work on social media as a fan and not in a paid capacity? And this is where it gets, gets a little bit muddled because it says this influencers should refrain. Now here's why. If you're not a member of SAG-AFTRA, if you're not a member of the union, you are not required to, but they're asking you not to. They're asking you in good faith to say, can you please just let's let's empathize with our people, stand with us, and let's do this. And a lot of people are saying, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do my own thing. And that's where it's unfortunate. And again, we can't, we can't judge people. We, here's the thing. If you feel like somebody is doing something wrong and is going against this guideline, what I would recommend you do is reach out to SAG-AFTRA and let them do the investigation. I've already done it. I've reached out to them about something. They got back with me. They'll, they'll reply back to you and say, this is absolutely, you know, anonymous. 
you know, can you provide us any information that you're aware of? Thank you for looking out for us. And that's all that's required. You do not need to go on people's lives or in their comment section and call them a scab or say that they're a terrible person. You are not supposed to be their judge. Let let the unions figure it out whether it's appropriate or not. That's well, that's the decent thing to do. And if you don't ever plan on doing anything other than just being a critic, if you love just reviewing films and that's all you ever aspire to do, go for it. Keep talking about movies. Maybe still don't do anything new because that's kind of really frowned upon. But, you know, talk about your movies from your childhood. I don't think anybody's going to care if you're just kind of clear about it. You're like, I support you guys. I'm just a critic. And just make that clear. Just say, I am a critic. Because they have said, if you want a critic, you know, be a critic, be a critic. There's nobody, nobody has a problem with that. Critics aren't on strike. But exactly. if you plan on ever being a SAG influencer or you ever want to be, uh, you know, a background actor or an extra in a film, you might want to reconsider. Exactly. And then even says here, um, how does this apply to me if I'm a non-union influencer? Any non-member seeking future membership in SAG-AFTRA who performs covered work or services for a struck company during the strike will not be admitted into membership with SAG-AFTRA. So again, that's the idea. If you want to be a part of them, you know, and I and I will say this: if you're in, if you're in social media, if you are doing TikToks or Instagram Reels or YouTube Shorts, and you love talking about film, and you're satisfied with that, and you don't know if you're going to go any farther, this doesn't necessarily apply to you. But you never know what the future could hold and what could be possible down the road. Um, I would argue. Honest, Oh, I, I apologize. Man. I was going to say, I would argue that if you love film, there's something about film that, that you love, it, whether it be you aspire to be an actor, a writer, a director, a producer, a production assistant, whatever it may be, some part of you wishes you could do one of those things. Don't close well, that door if you if you don't need to. And, and that kind of brings us to a, to a point of, uh, well, not it doesn't bring us to a point, but you know, it even reminds me that even though I joke, oh, I'm never going to be a part of SAG after, I have because of my connections, I've received residual checks for things that I've done. I've been a voice in an animated movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I did not receive royalty checks for this one, but you know, I I would I had a lot of presence as a background actor in uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot in the Hall H scene. If you're when Jay and Silent Bob are reacting to what's going on on the stage. There is a very miserable con goer behind them who just keeps looking annoyed and shaking his head at the fact that they just keep talking. And that's this mug. And, you know, that was done for, I think it was a, it was a major partnership movie, but you know, one of the studios was a 24 and the way these agreements are written, you know, I could unknowingly just as a background actor sign all rights to my visage away as the studio's tried to to give their generous ai offer that they talked about which was just that uh, let's say i get paid five two hundred fifty dollars or five hundred dollars for one day in the background but in the meantime they've also used depth of field cameras or they've used special equipment and they have scanned who i am and unknowingly because i wanted to be a background actor i could have signed something and given my the rights of my appearance away and allowed them to use it in perpetuity across any movie they want where they need you know a bald-headed dorky looking guy in the background and we need protections we, we yeah need imagine if they would have taken your image and like they put you in like a whole thing where there's like a whole bunch of pedophiles that are rounded up or you know you get put in a position of something that you don't want to be mm -hmm. associated with um, right maybe you disagree with the politics of the film 
think yeah. about, I mean, I mean, just, I mean, think about it. Like even religiously, like if you're, if you, if you have certain strong religious beliefs and you like, let's say like a Muslim person is put into a, a place where there's, let's say, say pigs or pork or, or something like that, like, like using that could be very, very damaging to a person's reputation, even though they don't have control over it. Um, it's just, it's terrifying to think that people do not understand how, how damaging this can be. If you want to talk about knowing what it's like to have somebody own your likeness, go watch Carrie Fisher's special on George Lucas owning her likeness, and you will mm -hmm. learn everything about how that is pretty crappy. Uh, it's uh, it's eye opening, and it and it's you don't want that, especially as a background actor for five hundred dollars for the rest of existence, not not your life even. Like the studios in three hundred years could be like, oh, we have Will Logan's likeness. Let's go ahead and use it. Well, one of the crazy things going on right now, too, we kind of hit on it in the beginning, the reason why Michael's not here. This is a really weird time, you have to admit, with this, with all of this striking going on, because you go through that fact, uh, FAQ, and they will tell you, you know, as an, as an actor, uh, do not go, you're not, don't go to San Diego Comic-Con, they would prefer you not to go at all, but don't go in support of any, or to appear for any struck work you know that we're we can't make this good for him and the only like bummer thing about that i don't know if a lot of people realize this san diego comic-con international is a non-profit organization so you know thankfully for them anyway you know people were clamoring for tickets and and that money has already been spent so the only thing that in the end may impact them is just, you know, a poor con performance for some people because they they didn't get a Hall H panel from Marvel or from DC. Well, not DC but they you know, weren't going Marvel. to anyway. A lot of yeah, those companies are pulling out of Comic-Cons anyway. So. Well, because I, and I, but a lot of that happened, I think, because they saw the writing on the wall because Marvel really was getting back into the swing of it. They had tried to do it in D23, but then they were coming back to Hall H and they had some really big, great Hall Hs. But this year, I think a lot of the studios saw the writing on the wall and knew that these, uh, that the strikes were coming so mm -hmm. in advance they just said we're not going um but it's weird yeah. for us as the consumers of this stuff too because we're at a point where these studios still because it's 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 let's face it you know comic-con is nerdmageddon for gosh sakes you know it's uh, there's a lot of content dropping right now for struck what would be considered struck work and it's just like i oh man, a new Marvel's trailer dropped and I feel bad like I shouldn't be watching it. Or some of the things they already set up that it's kind of like if I were there right now, I would, one of the things I used to love was taking the pedicabs to get up the road and out of the, the chaos. And like right now, there are special themed Haunted Mansion Doom Buggy pedicabs. And I would both really want to ride that and also really not want to ride that because everything that's going on. Well, I think I think that's where it comes to down to like remember, SAG actor is asking about not promoting things, but at the same time, like they're not telling you not to go to the theaters, they're not telling you to not, you know, stream stuff. If you're at San Diego Comic Con, it doesn't mean that you can't go to those, you know, those places and enjoy those things. What they're just asking is don't post anything. Like like here just say so you know, anybody who's watching now or who is, you know, watching the future, what we decided last week was, you know, Nerd Initiative is not going to post any any content related to the AMPTP until the strike is done. And one of the things that I told, you know, 
you know, in, in some of our, we had, we had to have some conversations to kind of hash things out so that everyone was kind of like, you know, everyone had a chance to feel heard or ask questions was, you know, if you, if you're going to go watch that movie, if you know, Barbenheimer or whatever it is, you know, go watch the movie, write an article, just keep it. We're going to keep it impending. And then once the strike is over and we know that everyone's getting their fair wage, we can then release content because it doesn't really matter for us. We're not looking to do breaking news with our initiative. We're not trying to, we're not trying to keep up with screen rant or CBR. We want to be a safe space and a platform for content creators. And if anything, you know, the whole goal has always been when you want to apply to a, a convention or if you want to go and do this and people say, okay, you know, where outside of your social media, are you legitimately making published works? that nerd initiative there it is um and so it's not bad to have that content for later so we're not stressing about it could we have had a puja's picks today no because puja's you know stepping back from that um but we you know i want to i wanted puja on here because i want to you know hear her take on stuff um you know um mickey does his did you knows they're just not going to be movie related for a little bit. They're going to be video game and, and whatnot. Um, there are ways to course correct and, and still be able to do things and provide an opportunity to still grow and be, you know, have an outlet, but just hold off on releasing anything. Like if you want to make TikToks about San Diego Comic-Con about the, the, the release and stuff, do that, but hold on to it, keep it in your drafts and then post it later. It's that simple. Well, something else that I wanted to add on as well is that, um, you know, obviously the uh, both of the guilds are stressing, don't cancel your streaming services. Please still watch whatever you want on those streaming services. Still go to the movies because they generally want you to support these projects, especially when it comes to marginalized communities who have made these projects or are a part of them. A lot of the times these studios will probably use that against them and say, well, they're not really getting all the views. They're not making enough money. So clearly they cannot lead a film or they cannot lead a television show. And we want to avoid that. And, you know, you still should go ahead and just, you know, um, go ahead and watch those movies. Go ahead and watch those TV shows. And even if you can't make content about it, even if you can't write an article about it, marketing through word of mouth still exists. I watched a movie yesterday and in a group chat of mine with some of my friends, I told them about it and they were all pretty interested in it. You know, I, I talk to other people. I can tell people, this is what I thought about it. I don't have to put it all online. And I think people forget about the fact that, you know, talking to your friends and your family members about this movie or that TV show could really spread like, you know, wildfire. Um, and it's kind of similar, I guess, to like the water cooler effect with a lot of TV shows. People would go to work and be like, did you watch the latest episode of Lost or, you know, whatever the show was, you know, hip and hopping at the time. We still always defer to the Lost. We always, <laughs> right? it's yeah. always Lost. lost is the one. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, people always forget that you can just talk to people. You can text people. You can talk to people in Discord and keep it amongst your own. I was going to say Discord. That's a brilliant, yeah. like. Go hang out in Discord and talk to people. Exactly. Just talk. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're not really encouraging you guys to not watch these things. Just kind of keep it within your own circles. Keep it to yourself for a little bit. That's it. And I know it's hard because a lot of, I, I know even for myself, social media has been a place that it's not for me just to get my thoughts out. I, the community that I have become a part of, the people, I mean, even you guys here, 
um, has been what has helped with like the mental health issues and like stuff like that. Like when you felt alone during the pandemic and you were, you know, you just, you thought you were going to like, you know, to start climbing the walls, you know, it was that person that you, you know, either were, you know, engaging with or whatever. And it's funny. Cause like, um, I just followed someone who had a very differing opinion with than not than mine when I first started making TikTok videos and would be really strong in the comments all, and at first I thought maybe this person was a troll and then I checked out on, in on them and, you know, we kind of like just had a very cordial and then they were very defensive of me. And I realized that cause they, they jumped in with this whole drama of the scab incident and like started chiming in, in my comments again. And I, I'm like, you know, why am I not friends with this person? Why did I not, be, why have I not been mutuals with them yet? And I did. And they were, they were genuinely shocked. And I'm like, you have been a supporter of mine, even when you were, you know, against me since the beginning. Like, why would I not want to get to know you better? Like, why would I not want to have that interaction? Like, honestly, like the whole reason why we're even doing this right now in this space is because one by one, we started really interacting with each other and, and enjoying each other. So I get where it's hard not to do and communicate with the things that you love because you want to do that with your community. It's just, we have to realize Again, just like Pooja said, it can, it can kind of like spark like a wildfire and you don't think you have, in a, you know, maybe you don't think you have a voice or that you're acknowledged, but, you know, you do. Your voice does matter and you don't realize how you can make an effect. And, and again, and also negatively affect those people who are striving for that fair wage. So you you could also just pretend like this is pre tiktok era like before we all did this which was only a couple of years ago <laughs> i don't want to go back to the dark <laughs> I, don't I know but you could and then also there are still plenty of just regular folk movie people on tiktok who just are doing movie reactions and normal like just go watch their stuff and comment on them and tell them what movies to watch that's not the same as promoting struck work that's not like if they're going to say you can't talk about movies, that's a that's a bridge too far. They're not so saying they'll talk I can't go about back. movies, you know, I can't go back. Going back for me would be going back on Twitch and doing Minecraft runs. Yeah, we got to know each other on TikTok on Twitch. Like that's where we got to know each other. So we used yeah. to play the you don't know Jack and, and all those fun. Oh, yeah. Jackbox games. Yep. Yeah. Jackbox. Yep. Oh, my so. goodness. I would say they were good old times, but I think, I think things have gotten a lot better. And so, so, um, Pooja, I know you've, you've announced this on your social media, like how you're going to redirect, but would you mind like sharing like what your thoughts are, what, what moving forward your content is going to be like, um, so that, you know, maybe someone who's in your same position, because like, let's face it, you have, I, I feel like you are like the, you are one of the leaders of, I think, a really good commentaries on movies on TikTok. Um, I, 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 you always caught me at the beginning, you, you know, um, welcome to Sismos of Popcorn. I'm watching the movie, so you don't have to. Or I'm having the discussion, so you don't have to. Like, you all, you started even early on when you started making content, you know, having the catch, having the style. Like, I learned that I, I had no consistency with my videos because i watched yours and so like lead us guide us give us some some knowledge of like what what you're planning on doing 
Uh, I actually have no idea. I, so I have like juggled around a lot of different things. I was like, maybe I could do anime. Maybe I could do K-pop. Um, there was also like, I'm still considering it, doing like Neopets lore. Honestly, there is so much stuff out there to talk about. I guarantee you that you probably have more interest than the thing that you were hyper-focused on. You just have to sit back and look at all the things that you love and just pick a couple things and just start talking about it. Because I feel like that's how we all kind of started. We just started talking about things and then we just became very hyper-focused or found our niche. And, you know, that's the one thing that we talk about that we forget that we have other interests and sometimes I forget I love anime I like k-pop I like video games occasionally you know there's just so much stuff out there I have seen people pivot to talking about what's in their kitchen people talking about um I don't know basically doing like a, a day in the life of me or doing you know a get ready with me there's so much to do you just gotta figure out how to get creative with it and just focus on another interest or another hobby of yours and that's really all there is to it again you could do neopets lore like that, that's yeah. a thing you know Let, let's so. all try and drive a second animal crossing's new horizons <laughs> rage <laughs> let's try and make a resurgence see i feel like i feel like will's will's content is much more safer than the rest of ours because he can always default to to emo and vector content I got robots, and, I got 3D printers. It's all just nerd stuff. Uh, it's not the cool nerd stuff. Yeah. And snippets, uh, your thoughts. Like I know you said you're you're kind of like already setting a standard because you have to think of a show. You you have to have prepared for a show. You have to kind of think ahead of time. And I know you're already thinking about what season three now. We're in three season three. And um, you know, how that goes. And I, I if you guys have not seen the real study, I highly recommend it. First of all, it, it, every time I, I I catch an episode, I notice that there's something that's even more polished about it. I'm thankful that I was able to give some rudimentary start to like the graphic and stuff. And then I come back and realize like they've done an overhaul on everything. And um, it really is. It, it's amazing to see that. But again, bestow us some wisdom. Your, your audio is gone. Oh, I muted myself so the typing wouldn't come through. <laughs> Trying to be respectful so you guys don't hear the clicking. Uh, so I'll, I will likely be uh, continuing with, like I said, some independent films. There are 115 or more A24 films. That's a lot of content at three movies an episode. I could do a whole season on A24 without even talking about shorts or independent films or foreign films. I mean, we could do a whole thing on Spaghetti Westerns. We could do a whole thing uh, on Kurosawa, which we've done some, but we could go further. Um, there's plenty of movie content. Don't let this kind of make you rigid within the Hollywood realm. This is a perfect opportunity to experience film outside your normal bubble. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you, if you're a horror fan, if you're a, if you're a Western fan, if you're a drama fan, there are movies from other countries that will blow your mind if you're willing to read through the dialogue. Um, you just have to be willing. And the way to, the way, just a little kind of way to help you guys, the way I got better at subtitles with foreign films was just running subtitles on my English speaking films so that I just got used to seeing them and reading them. And then it became easy to bounce back and forth. Your eyes get used to it. So it, it's worth it. You can also watch the film twice, read it once, watch it the second time. Like there are, there are options. Um, but the other thing is uh, probably just talking about the other things I love. I do love comics. I love board games. Um, I like photography. I, I do photography on the side. So there are definitely things I can talk about.
Absolutely. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to lean into a lot more anime. It's it's becoming an addiction at this point. Like, yeah, I got Crunchyroll, and even that, that's another thing. Like, I have to be very careful because Crunchyroll is is owned by Sony. 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 Yeah. So it's like I, I have to go back and look and see what's not. But animation, you know, remember, it's right. animation is not covered by the same. Yeah. So like Tomi and like all the different countries, the 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 the, the content creating publisher, what are they called? Production companies. Jeez. Um. They they're they may not be owned by Crunchyroll, but it's kind of like you know the same concept of you know what's on Netflix and whatnot. So. But yeah, I'm learning a lot about anime and I'm probably going to be doing a lot of reconstruction of my room, like trying to change things up. Um, and those always did well for a while. So I think that's probably going to be what I'm going to be doing. Uh, and then I'll be, you know, um, you know, bugging Will and the DMs when I have to talk about Marvel because I can't stand not doing it. So, you know, this is how it is. And I'll just be kicking off my uh, my Doctor Venture cosplay as I do a dissertation on Venture Brothers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're already 12 minutes over the hour. Uh, I can already I can tell you right now. Like, um, I really appreciate this, and we're going to have to do panels again, especially as other things come up. Because let's face it, we're going to see a whole lot more stuff going down the road. Um, you know, it's great to hear that Iasi, you know, kind of work things out, but. Um, at the same time, you, you, you know, more is going, going to happen. And, and let's face it, it's Hollywood. There's always going to be drama. Um, but, uh, if you are watching this either live with us or you're watching it after it's been, um, been aired, um, please be sure to check out these amazing people. That's that will Wilkins, um, also Mr. Snidbits and make sure you check out the real study. And of course, um, Pooja, our movie correspondent when we have movies again, um, but samosas and popcorn, uh, where she will have the discussions that you don't want to, or you, so you don't have to, um, <laughs> but, uh, but absolutely. Uh, thank you guys for being on. Um, we'll be doing this again. I promise next time Pooja, when we get on, I'm going to make sure that I don't have Will here to talk over all of us. No, I'm just kidding. No, you're uh, Will's, in the, Will's in the chat going, you know, I'm, I'm talking too much. You first I, you I, aren't. I literally have been spending like every time we're going on a diatribe, I'm like, okay, wait, how do I bring Pooja into this, man? Come on. <laughs> yeah. It, it can't be three dudes just talking over a woman. As long as she's canceled. not rolling her eyes and she's like getting this look like she's dying, we should be fine. Pooja, um, just tell me I need to smile more or something. It'll, it'll all balance out. Yeah, this is what happens when you get a whole bunch of like, you know, like really talkative people and and then Pooja, I'm sorry. We talked over a I little bit. I just exist. <laughs> Most okay. people became influencers or content creators because they were talkers, though. That's kind of... That's true. I think that, true. that follows. It was a lost cause the moment the panel was assembled, sir. <laughs> I was going to have one more person on, but they couldn't make it, so... Thank goodness. Well, one more suppressing Pooja. That would be bad. <laughs> It would have yeah, been another next... another white bald guy too. So I mean, we would oh, both. Man. Wait a second! Yeah. I've got a mohawk. I have hair. Uh, I, I have the rest on the side. So enough. together we have one full head of hair. That's awesome. I should have just brought my husband in because he's already balding. See? Oh, <laughs> look, honey, it works. You know, that's the thing. You need to like. You need to like in your content. You need to tease like a spouse reveal because that would be cool. <laughs> I think I, like I probably I like have, that. but I'll I'll, I'll I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. <laughs> 
All right. Well, you guys have a wonderful night. Everybody else, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, please remember, uh, if you want more information, especially regarding the SAG After Influencer FAQ, you can follow it here to, on this QR link. Um, this will take you to that. And then, of course, you can follow it elsewhere um, to, to see the other FAQs because there is other good information. And instead of being a lurker or a troll in somebody's comments, if you really feel like there's scab activity happening, go on the website and you can report it there. Also, please remember uh, to check out the the pre-order. Uh, this will only be active until the 28th. And once those shoes are gone, they are gone. Um, and you will not be able to get and you will not be able to get them in this iteration. Ah, there we go. Um, very cool. And then um, if you want to know more about the guy who made these shoes, be sure to check out Shoebaker. Um, he's an amazing custom shoemaker. Um, he's done some awesome stuff, like especially if you like horror. I'm not going to say anything more than that, but just that there's some really cool horror shoes. Um, very, very cool. Um, and then, of course, in order for us to keep the lights on, please be sure to check out the Nerd Initiative merch store. Um, you can find all of the things that you need to support us because, honestly, nobody is striking us. So you can check our stuff out, and it's safe. And, in fact, you know, yeah, I'm just going to say that much. Um, but with that said, thank you guys so much for being on. Have a wonderful night. And we hope to see you in two weeks.